morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning to those that are in the sanctuary. Good morning to those that are watching us live this morning. We're going to ask if you're watching us on Facebook, Vimeo, YouTube, and are engaging in our live chat room found on our church website. Welcome to St. Paul Online. Our digital ministers and social media influencers are engaged along with you this morning. Real quick, we want to invite you to share with your experience with others that are, that are uh, online with you. If you're watching on Facebook, uh, share your personal timeline. You can also tag those that you want to invite within the post. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to our channel. And then text the link to this worship service to your personal network. Also, if you are in the chat room or our church website, click on the invite button in your chat window to share this experience with others. Uh, we're going to get started in our work and our worship experience this morning. I just want to ask uh, Reverend Brenda Richardson that she will come and lead us in worship. Good morning, everybody. The Psalms say, early will I seek him. I wonder if there is anyone here that's ready to seek the Lord early. I was glad when he said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I don't know about you, but there's no place I would rather be than to be at St. Paul Baptist Church and worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. Come on, get to your feet. Stand to your feet. Why don't you stand to your feet? Stand to your feet all over the building. God is good. His mercy endureth forever and ever and ever and ever. And it's for me and it's for you that God has brought this day for worship, purified, ready for us. So let us join the choir as they sing, there is power in the blood. Amen. Oh, my God. 
Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Oh, Holy One, our Father God in heaven. Oh, we thank you. We magnify you today, God. We glorify your holy and righteous name. God, we thank you for just stopping by here. Now, God, we pray right now that you would drizzle your love, drizzle your Holy Spirit on every person in every pew. Touch us right now in the mighty name of your son, Jesus. Open our ears that we may hear just what you have for us today. God, we thank you for this moment. Oh, it is satisfied for your glory. God, we thank you that everything that we do is all about you. God, we love you. We honor you. We praise you, God, this morning. God, we praise you to the highest. We give you all the hallelujahs, God. We thank you for what you're going to do today. God, touch the preacher. Give her that word. She's got that word. Now give it to us that we may hear it and let it saturate our spirits. God, we thank you for this magnificent choir that is bringing us on to glory. God, we thank you for everything that's going on today. We pray that you just continue to bless as only you can. In your name I pray, amen. Amen. The scripture this morning is found in Revelation chapter 5. And I'll begin with verse 6 and continue to verse 13. And I'll be using the New New King James Version. And I looked, and behold, in the midst of the throne of the four living creatures, and in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. Then he came and took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. Now, when he had taken the scroll and the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals for you were slain and you have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation and have made us kings and priests to our God and we shall reign on the earth. Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne the living creatures and the elders and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor glory and blessing and every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and such as in the sea, all that are in them. I heard them saying, blessing and glory and honor and power be to him who sits on the throne and the lamb and to the lamb forever and ever. God's word for God's people. Amen.
Amen. You may have your seats in the presence of the Lord.
Come on, y'all. If you know he's holy, if you know he's mighty, you ought to put your hands together. Come on. This is a worship experience. If you know the Lord is holy, just, just by himself, if you know that he's holy, if you know that he's mighty, you ought to be in the spirit of worship this morning. We didn't come here this morning to sit down on God. We came to worship. We come to celebrate a risen Savior. We come to give God glory. It's because of who he is that we are not consumed. So we come to worship him because he is holy. Because he is I said he's awesome. I said he's awesome. I said he's awesome. When you can just think back where the Lord brought you from, you can understand what the, what the choir is saying when they say he's holy. He's mighty. He's awesome. Because that's the type of God that we serve. Amen. Amen. Good morning again, church. Good morning. So good to see some of you this morning, many of you this morning that are watching us online. Surely we honor the spirit of the Lord that is in this place right now. Got a few reminders that I wanted to make sure everyone is, re, uh, is aware of. First thing I want to remind you about Quick 15 on Wednesday. Wednesday evening we host our Quick 15 with Dr. Scott at 8.15. We would like to invite you to come and be a part of this interactive uh, moment of fellowship, devotion, and prayer. Uh, call in at 8 o'clock and uh, at 8.15, uh, we'll do the check-in and fellowship with uh, Dr. Scott. We're encouraging everybody to please participate in our Quick 15 on Wednesday. Also, want to let you know that uh, Kaya Charlotte will re uh, return in June. Uh, we will not host Kaya for, this, for the month of May. We'll return in June on Wednesday, June the 29th. Kaya will return on Wednesday, June the 29th at 7 o'clock. I want to also let you know that we will have a hair fair parking lot on Saturday, June the 11th in the parking lot, in the large parking lot. That's a health fair on Saturday, June the 11th in the large parking lot. More information will be coming on that. Uh, on Sunday, June the 12th, uh, we will host our annual Children's Day worship. Uh, the children of St. Paul will lead us in their worship experience, and we are excited uh, for them to come and be a part of the main worship. Uh, that's on the second Sunday in, well, yes, second Sunday in June, uh, June 12th. Also want to let you know the graduation Sunday is coming on June the 26th. Uh, our annual graduation worship Sunday. Come on, can we celebrate our graduates? Let's celebrate our graduates. Our guest preacher for the morning will be Reverend Dr. Kevin Murrell. Registration is now open for all high school, trade school, community college, undergraduates, uh, master's degree, doctor's degree, and Jewish doctorate degree graduates. Please submit your name, all of our graduates, wherever you are graduating, whatever level, we want to celebrate you on June the 26th at our morning worship experience. 
Also, uh, we still have our scholarship. It's scholarship time. Applications are now available for high school disciples of St. Paul. Class of 2020, you have the opportunity to receive funds to support your future endeavors. And we're encouraging you to please, ma'am, please, sir, make sure you go online, get that application, get filled out uh, for the various scholarships that we have available. Um, scholarship, uh, the deadline for this opportunity is uh, Sunday, May the 29th. Sunday, May the 29th. Parents, please don't encourage. Tell your child if they're graduating, if they're a high school graduate, for them to go online. You help them to go online, make sure that they apply for our scholarship. Uh, this is uh, money that they've earned, uh, and it's an opportunity to support them in their future. Uh, our worship experience at St. Paul, for those that may be guests with us, uh, it's a little bit different. Uh, although the county may have lifted the mass, state, mass mandate, we still require masks inside of the building. Uh, we also conduct temperature checks. Um, we also ask if you're not feeling well, please don't be offended. We're okay. The Lord can visit you at your home. Uh, so if you're not feeling well, please stay home because we don't want to get others uh, sick here in the sanctuary. Amen? Amen. We love you. We know you want to worship with us, but if you're not feeling well, please stay home and watch us online. As we prepare for our prayer moment, we want to remind you of uh, some of our bereaved disciples, the family of Brother Thomas Smith, the husband of disciple Wanda Smith. His services will be held on Friday. May the 27th at A.E. Greer and Son Funeral Home here in Charlotte. The quiet hours will be held at 11 o'clock and the service will be held at 12 p.m. Uh, additional family members, disciples, sister-in-law uh, Sherry McClendon and brother-in-law John McClendon. Also want to keep our bereaved, the family of sister Christine Kane, uh, the sister uh, disciple Faye Woodard. Her services was held on yesterday at Abundant Life Church International in Greensboro. Uh, also, the, the, she was also the brother-in-law of disciple Pop Woodard. Please continue to keep that family in your prayers. The family of Sister Evelyn Clark, who's the sister of disciple Desi Wright. Her service was held on Monday at Greater Mount Sinai Baptist Church here in Charlotte. Um, other family members, brother-in-law Willie Wright, Sister-in-law, Doretha Perry, and niece, Deshanta Perry. Please keep that family in your prayers as they are grieving the loss of their loved one. Also, the family of Brother uh, Aston Powell, the father of disciple Christian Robinson, Christine Robinson. Uh, please keep uh, that family in prayer. The family of Brother William Burbridge, who's the father of disciple uh, Daryl Rice. Keep that family in prayers. And disciple, uh, the family of disciple Willie Perry. Um, the husband of disciple uh, Doretha Perry, uh, please continue to keep those families in your prayers as they are experiencing the loss of their loved ones. Uh, we know that the pain is real, but we still want to reach out to them, stay in touch with them. Let them know that we are concerned about them and that we love them. Shower them with love. We have those disciples that also may be in the hospital, Lynn Alexander, Daisy Glenn. Uh, keep uh, Pastor Meredith, uh, Dr. Paul Grumman, Drummond, and his wife, Sister Thomasina, also in your prayers. And other disciples that are scrolling across the screen, uh, we want to keep those disciples in prayers as Reverend Richardson come and lead us uh, in our prayer this morning. Just remember those disciples throughout the week that, um, that we may continue uh, to um, 
to do what is uh, pleasing in the eyes of God as we uh, minister unto them. Come on, everybody. Let's pray about it. You know what I love about God is that he's everywhere. He's concerned about what we're concerned about. <laughs> and there's something special, supernatural, that happens when we call on the name of Jesus. God, we thank you for this day. It is hallowed and set aside for you. We honor and glorify your name. God, right now we pray that if there is anything that we have done by thought, word, or deed that would keep our prayers from being heard from you, God, we pray that you would forgive us of all transgressions. God, we are thankful for all that you are doing and have done. And God, right now we have some special concerns. We have some folk that are in sorrow, God. They're in a state of grief. But God, we pray that you will wrap your loving arms around them, God, in those midnight hours when there's no one else around, that they will come to your word, God, and they will find a word that says, weeping may endure for a night, but joy truly does come in the morning, God. So keep them steadfast and unmovable that they may always be abounding in the works of your Lord and your word, God. So we pray mightily for them. God, we pray right now that those that are in the hospital rooms, God, we pray that you will bless them abundantly. God, I pray that everyone that comes into their room will touch them with the finger of love and care and patience. God, I pray right now that you will bring the best physician. Bring the best nurses. Bring the best CNAs to their side, God. Give them the care that they need to be healed. God, your word says by your stripes we are healed. So we're believing you for healing. Because we know your word says you can do it and your word never fails. So God, do what you do best, which is care for us and love us. We are the apple of your eye. So God, take care of us like no one else can. God, I pray if there are any other concerns that may not have been listed, God, you know what we need. So God, I pray if there's a financial blessing needed in the building, God, that you would open up the windows of heaven and pray out a, pour out a blessing, God. I pray that you would take care of households, God, bring and bind families together and husbands and wives and children, God. We pray right now that you would protect our children in a mighty, mighty way. God, we pray for even the people that we don't know. We pray for those folk in Buffalo, God. Heal them, comfort them. Come to their aid. God, because we know that when we put ourselves aside and start praying for others, something special happens in our lives. God, so right now we pray for them. We pray for the displaced in Ukraine. We pray for those in Texas. God, we pray for everyone that is in need of a blessing. God, if there's anyone that is in need of a blessing, God, tell them just to stay tuned, to open their ears, open their minds, God, to the preached word that is coming forth. God, because they're going to be blessed. God, if there's someone that does not know you, that needs a pardon of their sin and salvation today, let them know that today is your day. You're in the right place. You're doing the right thing. And God is about to bless you in a magnificent way. God, we are your people. We are your servants. Oh, God, we love you. We lay it all on the table. We lay it all on the throne room, God. We lay it all before your feet. So, God, now bless us as only you can. In your mighty name, we do pray. Can you join me in an amen? Amen? Amen. Come on, put your hands together. Put your hands together as we bless God in prayer. 
As we continue in our worship experience, it's offering time. Come on, can we celebrate that? Can we celebrate the fact that God has been a provider? He's been a keeper. He's been there even when we didn't know how we was going to figure this thing out. This is our chance to bless God in our giving this morning. Uh, we're going to ask that you will prepare yourself for give, giving. Uh, for those that are visiting and those, as a reminder, for those that are, uh, are part of this fellowship, there's three different ways that uh, you can give here at St. Paul. Uh, you can bring your offering, drop your offering off at the church office. Um, and uh, during the business hours, please make sure you call someone and let them and make sure that someone's here where you can drop the offering off right here at the church off 1401 Allen Street. Uh, also, uh, you can mail in your office. You can mail in your office to the church office, uh, St. Paul Baptist Church, 1401 Allen Street, Charlotte 28205. Also, you can give... Uh, via ACS um, you can click the link on our website and you can access to be able to give there but the fourth way you can give is through Giblify um, which is a, a digital platform where you can go in online and you can download that app uh, search the St. Paul Baptist Church and you can give through there but also for those that are here in the church that you may have an offering with you there's a basket in the front uh, on the pew in front of you uh, you can simply just drop your offering right in that basket and our finance team will come through and they will pick up that offering in the basket right in front of you so let's go to the Lord in prayer gracious father we thank you this morning for the opportunity you've given us to to give our offering God Lord you've have blessed us you've been a provider God you've made ways God even when we didn't know how we was going to make it. So God, we ask on this morning, God, God, that you will have us to trust you in our giving, God. Have us to bless you in our giving. We pray, God, that you will bless these offerings, God. Bless these gifts, God, as you continue to do your work here in this vineyard called St. Paul Baptist Church. God, we thank you and we bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So if you have your offering, you can drop it in the basket in front of you. Our finance team will come. Um, if you have your offering on, you're giving online, however that's done, you can do that at this time. While they're giving there, we're going to begin to move on in our worship experience. Come on, y'all. Can we bless God for our preacher this morning? Let's bless God for our preacher this morning she, in the person of Reverend Kelly Baptist. And trust me, if you've experienced Kelly, you know that Kerry, Kelly has the spirit of the Lord all over and she loves to worship. She loves to worship. We bless God for her this morning. We thank God for the word that he's going to bring through her. So after our choir come and blesses us in song, the next speaking voice you will hear be that of our preacher this morning, the Reverend Kelly Baptist. Hear ye her. Amen.
just for being family. So some of the St. Paul family knows I just moved here about three and a half years ago. And when God brought me to Charlotte, I knew zero people aside from Robert, Peer, and Jared Scott, and the Alexanders, that, that was it. And um, you don't really consider when you are a grown folk about moving to an entire different city, you know, and leaving your circle behind, leaving your peoples behind. And um, I didn't either. I won't lie, until I got here, I was like, wait, I can't, <laughs> my girls who I go out to dinner with. And so I am grateful to Pastor and to Lady Peer, my sister, and to Cheris, and to you, the St. Paul family, who have made me, I went from just that lady who knows Pastor to a part of the family. So thank you, y'all, for welcoming me. Um, and I want to give a, a little shout out. I don't usually do much talking before preaching, but um, there are a couple of things that, that need saying. So I do want to give a special thank you and a shout out to those that we called. Well, we decided we didn't want to be called the COVID Corral, but we didn't come up with another name. So for about two years, there's a group of us who have, you know, even through stay-at-home orders, we, we served, we sang, the media folk, the church staff. And, and I want to say thank you to them because they helped us stay community, right? We could have lost some of St. Paul over the last couple of years. And, and all of those who are a part of that, the singers, and, and we had plenty going on, just like everybody else, right? Deaths and work and everything else happening. But we hung in there together, and, and we became like extra family. So to the band and to the singers and to everyone in the uh, not-COVID corral, I want to say thank you. Amen. It's all right to clap. Yeah, yeah. And then there's one more, and that is the women of worth. 
I joined the Women of Worth and became the leader of the Women of Worth all at the same time. <laughs> and the women of St. Paul have been such an encouragement, um, have been so present and so open when I want to do something interesting and new. And I want to thank the Women of Worth. Last weekend was Women's Weekend. We had a great time. We had a picnic. We had celebrated. And so I want to say thank you to the Women of Worth, especially to our leadership team. A special shout out to Deacon Tina Ross because she was like, woman on the ground last weekend. She didn't make it into service because she was making sure that the mission stuff got into the hands of a giving heart. So I want to say thank you once again to the women of worth and hello to my family who I think is tuning in online. They, they all spread out. I got a sister in, in Texas, a brother in Florida, an aunt in Florida, my parents in Baltimore. So this is the, the shout out for them. But this is not a Kelly moment, this is a God moment. And there is a word from the Lord for us this morning. The amazing and powerful love of God that the choir just sang about continues to shower down over us and share with us what thus says the Lord. So turn with me this morning to the book of Mark chapter 11. The book of Mark chapter 11, and we're going to start with verse 1. I'm going to be reading from the New King James Version, uh, but you can follow along in whatever version that you have. The book of Mark chapter 11, verse 1, and the word of God reads as follows, a familiar text to some of you. Now, when they drew near to Jerusalem, to Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples. And he said to them, go into the village opposite you, and as soon as you have entered it, you will find a colt tied on which no one has sat. Loose it, say loose it, and bring it. And if anyone says to you, why are you doing this? Say the Lord has need of it, and immediately he will send it here. So they went their way and they found the colt tied by the door outside on the street and they loosed it. But some of those who stood there said to them, what are you doing loosing the colt? And they spoke to them just as Jesus commanded. So they let them go. Then they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their clothes on it and he sat on it. And many, say many spread their clothes on the road, and others cut down leafy branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Then those who went before and those who followed cried out, saying, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the kingdom of our embrace. The concept of praise is something that is not new to us folks of the church or even the folks in the world. If we're honest, we live in a society that focuses on us achieving the brass ring, and that's not just in the present day. Noted black thinker W.E.D.B. Du Bois was a proponent of the talented 10th theory that one in 10 blacks had. Maybe you're looking for titles and promotions. Because you believe like the Wu-Tang Clan in cream. Cash rules everything around me. Whatever situation you may find yourself in, everyone wants praise in some way, shape, or form. And let's be clear. Even people who don't want or need attention still need appreciation. 
Are you with me? Well, when you serve, when you help folks, when you give a gift, you may not need them to spell your Contributions. Can I get a witness? I, I had an aunt who used to say, I give gifts with pleasure, but if you don't come back and say thank you, you ain't going to get another gift from me. Acknowledgement, appreciation, gratitude, honesty, praise. It's, it's interesting that for at least 10 years, there's been a debate regarding the value and the benefit of awarding participation trophies. You've seen those parents, aunties and uncles, mentors, teachers, employees. At some juncture, most of us have been going for a specific accomplishment, trying to reach a goal. And when you get there, you get a prize. You get the accolades. But then everybody who participated, who showed up, gets a little certificate, gets a trophy. You, you, ever, you ever seen that? There are two schools of thought regarding participation. Now, in um, Stanford, there was a psychologist who wrote that participation trophies actually undervalue achievement. And when you run the risk of having people not reach for the stars, if you give them praise just for showing up, right? But, but there was another study that was done in Cornell University that says that awarding people for participation, for just showing up, it does not decrease people from seeking to achieve. So, so really it seems like the matter is, does everybody deserve praise? Is praise really important once you start parsing it all out? Are you with me? praise. In, in the church, no matter what denomination you may be a part of, you probably have heard the word praise flung around left, right, and sideways. Come on, give the Lord the praise. Clap, clap, clap. Or holler, scream, run around the church, right? Wave a flag, wave your hand, wave a streamer. We use the word praise so much in church that there are some folk who literally stop listening. Praise has become a hype word, an empty, noisy, overused entertainment word, and there are so much more important things to deal with. But no matter what version of the Bible that you use, the word and the concept of praise is mentioned. Important to God, but but church or out, or should we just say clap if you want somebody to clap, or say holla if you want them to shout? Well, well, the text this morning brings us a little closer to the function and the necessity, the relevance, the importance, the power, and the purpose of praise. Say praise. Praise is not just an acknowledgement of participation or credit for just showing up. No, Reverend Bernie, praise is a biblical concept that flows outward to impact our physical and secular realities. What that mean, preacher? It means that praise is not just an empty hype word. It's not a verbal or a clapping version of a participation trophy. Praise. has a function and a purpose. Praise of God is a power. 
powerful weapon against the moves and the forces of our enemy and even our own sins. Whether you are sitting in the sanctuary or at work or in your car in traffic trying to avoid the shenanigans. of the circumstances surrounding you diminish your understanding of the value of praising God. Nobody can on camera that praise is still relevant praise is still necessary it serves a purpose for you and from you and guess what praise is worth your participation yeah. see see in our text this morning it's all about praise like all of it as a matter of fact um I, I, you know, I'm, I'm a thinker. I like to know the whys and the hows. And, and, and this text got really interesting because it is logical to surmise from the story that I, in this scripture, praise is the entire purpose of the whole story right where it is. Listen, come, come with me. We're going to dig deep. See, see the story of the triumphal entry. That's what this is called, right? Right. It's in all four of the gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, they all tell this story and they tell it pretty much the same way. But in the chapter before our text, Jesus is teaching and preaching and doing miracles in Jericho. All right, Jericho, you with me? Now, the text tells us that Jesus is somewhere near Bethany, Bethphage, the Mount of Olives. Okay, we got Jericho, we got Bethany, Bethphage, and he's headed to Jerusalem. Are you with me? Now, the text also tells us round about verse 11 that they go through this whole praise party on the road. Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, right? And Jesus takes this praise party all the way down the road to Jerusalem. Are you with me? But if you get to the end of our text, it says Jesus gets to Jerusalem, looks around the temple, it's dark and it's night outside, and goes to Bethany. Wait a minute, he just passed Bethany on the way from Jericho to Jerusalem. So that means that this little praise party that we're talking about in the text is specifically just to impact us and to influence us as the people of God, to help us to understand that praise is so important to God that he paused the story of Christ in order to highlight it. It's, it's in the text. It's in the text. Jesus has been doing miracles and all the things he's called to do. His earthly ministry is short. He only gets three whole years to do all of this stuff before Calvary. And up ahead, if you go about three chapters up ahead, is Calvary. So Jesus has a lot to do and a lot to accomplish and a lot to teach us because we sometimes don't learn stuff the first time. And regardless of all of the things that God has put on Jesus' plate to do for you and I, he stops the story right here in Mark 11 to highlight the point of praise. So, so, so why would he do that? See, God, God knew that there were some dark days coming up ahead like the disciples and the world had never known. And that in order to keep their faith intact, okay, let's put us in it. God knew that we were going to hit some dark days and some stormy nights and some questions that we did not have the answers to. And if we were going to survive what we are coming up against with our faith intact, we would need to learn the purpose of praise. We would need to participate in some praise. We were going to have to get active 
available online today needs a reminder that the key to renewing your faith and achieving what God has for you is all wrapped up not just in intellect, not just in money, but in prayer, in praise, and in faith. And it takes some praise sometimes to bolster the faith that will keep us going when we're headed towards our own Calvary experiences. It's, 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 it's not empty. It's not pointless. It's, it's not a, a hype word. Praise is an instruction that has a purpose. And it's so important that God pauses the miracles, signs, and wonders just to point out the purpose of praise. So, so the question becomes, why is praise so important? Well, well, the first thing the text shows us is that praise fosters connections. Say that praise fosters connections. What does that mean? In the text, it says Jesus sends two disciples to go into another village, just random village along the way. And there they're going to find a colt, somebody else's young animals. I'm not a farm girl. There may be farm people here. I'm not one of them. A colt is a young animal, usually less than, than four years old. Okay. Now, the reason we care is if any, Jesus says, if anybody asks you, what are you doing? Just say, the Lord needs it, and go on and bring it back to me. So, so these two disciples go into this village. They don't know the folk. They found somebody's young animal. They took it. They said what Jesus told them to say, and they brought it back to Jesus. And when everything happens, just like Jesus said it was going to happen, they throw their coats on the coats and kick off this huge praise party that we read about in the text. Now, before we get to shouting on the praise party, because I do love a good praise party. You're right, Reverend Bernie. But, but hold on. Now, I am from Baltimore, Maryland, okay? If somebody wandered up to my house and grabbed my car keys and went to hop into the Honda, and then my neighbor said, hey, yo, what you doing? And they said, don't worry. Jesus needs it real quick. I'll be right back gonna be a misunderstanding okay let's just be honest I'm saved I'm not that saved okay okay so now I'm a southerner now y'all and and I live in Charlotte but even here in the Queen City if you walk up on somebody's ride right especially a new ride because a cult is a young animal that means they got plenty of years left to pull the, the plow and all of that stuff right you walk up on my new ride and be like oh I'll be right back Jesus needs it Nah, bruh, it's going to be a misunderstanding in the Queen City. It's going to be a rumble in the jungle. Anybody know that's the truth? Come on, tell the truth to the Lord. And, and children, don't try this at home. I know we want to do what the Word said. Don't you try this at home. But, but now, whatever the two disciples that Jesus sent after the cult might have been thinking about individually or dealing with in their own minds and hearts, when they returned to Jesus after seeing everything he said come to pass in procuring this cult, they both just, just throw their clothes over the cult for the Lord, essentially just starting this whole praise experience. Jesus has pulled them aside, spoken to them, given them an assignment in a strange village, and everything he told them is what happened. Now, 
Somebody might get a little salty reading this part. I, I, I kind of did. Because, because I don't know about you, but I couldn't even count the number of times that I wanted God to just tell me what the next step is, right? Send me in the right direction. Detail what it is that's coming. And, and I'm still waiting on some of them answers that I didn't ask God for a long time ago. I wish he would tell me to just go over there, take somebody's car, and tell him it's for Jesus, and we ride off into the sunset. But, but it's important to note that this is the pre-resurrection Christ, uh-huh, and, and this is before the Holy Spirit is dispensed to us to be comforter and guide, and since there was a 400-year gap between the Old Testament and the New Testament, right, it was prophetic silence. God wasn't talking to the people. He was still being God, but they're not used to God being active in miracles and signs and wonders. That's when Jesus, that's why when Jesus breaks on the scene, he's shaking everything up with what he's doing because God has been kind of quiet for about 400 years or so. They only know about what God has done and spoken through the prophets, through the history books. It hasn't been spoken in their midst. And so when, 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 when Jesus starts popping it off in the, po- in the pre-resurrection, this is gathering and garnering faith for them because they ain't experienced this. It's just a history lesson. But for us, we're in the post-resurrection Christ where God has said, I'm going to leave you a comforter to guide you and to keep you. I am going to make sure that you are covered. And, 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 and then when, when, when now that we are in the post and we have the Holy Spirit to guide us, Jesus says, I don't have to just keep walking with you. There's some stuff that you got to learn, that you got to get from the Holy Spirit. You got to understand from the word. You got to let my love infuse you. You have experienced Christ in your salvation. And it's a different kind of instruction on the other way, on the other side of the resurrection. So, so, so really it's a lesson for us that, that, that they only had history to illustrate to them what God had done. But we, in the post-resurrection, have a Christ that claims us as sons and daughters and friends. It's not just history lessons from hundreds of years ago that we have to go on in order to connect with God. No, if you look back over your life, there are plenty of things that God has done for you, has spoken to you or over you. There is plenty of evidence for you to go on to know that you can depend on what God says. We can connect with Christ through praise. Now, now when we, we reflect on what God has done, on the things that God has said and what has come to pass, on how God has worked things out for us, we express our gratitude and our thanksgiving and we remind ourselves that we've been kept this far along the way. That fosters our connection with God. It gives you a little more patience and a little more strength to keep going. Do I have a witness in the house? I don't know about you, but, but even when I was out doing what I wanted to do and not even thinking about God, God still took care of me. Anybody else a witness to that? You, you think, when you think about that, praise just springs forth. You, you just can't help but thank him. When, when that lie you told doesn't come back and bite you in the butt before you can fix it, you thank God for that. When that weed you was rolling and a cop car rolled up and they passed right by you, you better thank God for that. When that sickness that they said was going to take you out and you're sitting in the sanctuary or in your living room today, you got to thank God for that. And as you think about what God has done in the past, yeah, there's some hard stuff right in front of us. Yeah, we got COVID and we got death and we got racism, but God has built up enough of a connection in the past to keep us going into the future to see what he has ahead of us. It may not 
and it's it's y'all it's deep it's deep because god was working me over this it's 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 deep so it's not just connection like like right then you know with the donkey get this so so the why a cult right and we know from reading the bible i know some sunday school folk in here reverend richardson be doing a good job in the sunday school jesus and them walked everywhere right alabaster box lady was cleaning the dust off his feet with her hair because they were walking everywhere. Jesus ain't had no car. He had no animal. He barely had clothes, right? The son of man. And, but for this particular trip into Jerusalem for the Hosannas and the praise party, he says, I require a coat. Why? Well, connection. Say connection. About 500 years earlier in the book of Zechariah chapter 9, there was a prophet who said, there will be a savior. Hold on, I'm going to read it to you. I don't want you to think I'm just going off the top of my tongue. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, daughter of Jerusalem. There's that praise again. Behold, your king is coming to you. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding on a donkey, a colt. The foal of a donkey, Zechariah 9, 9, was 500 years before Jesus was born. But for this trip to Jerusalem, Jesus says, I got, there's a cult waiting in a village you ain't never seen before, and me neither, because we got to fulfill the scripture, because there is a connection between the past into the present, and we're going to ride this connection into the future, which is Jerusalem. Tell somebody, praise, 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 makes connections. It fosters connection. Listen, listen. It's, it's, it, it doesn't just do that, though. I get all excited, y'all. Calm down. Ah, so praise is so important because it fosters connections. Tell somebody, you connected. But not only that, but praise, especially a roadside praise like this one, uh, it, 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 it creates space. Say that, praise creates space. What do you mean, Ram Kelly? Well, see, all the while that praise connects past and present and future, like we just, like we just saw. And, and it even connects us with like-minded believers, because anybody ever just start praising the Lord, and before you know it, somebody just comes in and pats you on the hand, and then y'all get to praising together. Somebody else starts praying, and you just, they say exactly what you need to hear, even though you ain't tell them a blessed thing. And, and sometimes they just start shouting with you and believing God with you, and praise will set it off. It'll even connect us with each other. Hallelujah. Are you with me? So, so praise will foster connections with the plan of God and with each other, but also it creates space. Reverend Richardson, now let me, let me tell you the truth. So COVID made everybody a little bit more mindful of the space around us. Amen. Now, now last year I took my first COVID flight. Like I know we're opening up now, but last year we had death in the family. I needed to take a flight and it was not drivable. So I did my research. I had my face mask. I my hand sanitizer, my, my wipes. I managed to pack everything that I needed into one carry-on bag. And y'all can give me a round of applause for that because that never happens. I packed it all into my one little bag. Didn't even need checking. I roll up to the airport ready to obey the rules. Stay six feet apart, wear your mask, behave. I get to the airport and it is an ocean of people. After being home by myself or hanging with the COVID corral for over a year, all of these people at the airport, and apparently they didn't read what I read because half of them weren't wearing the mask the way they were supposed to, and they sure was all up on me, hunching me. I had to start using my carry-on like a force field, like, hey, six feet, six feet, six feet, six feet. 
Some people can't count. Jesus need to help them. So, so, so it made me all the more conscious of how important space is. Anybody else before space is real. So, so, so it, it, sometimes you need a little space just to have some breathing room. Are you with me? Now, now we know that Jesus was fully human, but he was also fully God. Little theology lesson. Don't tell Pastor I ain't teaching them. So, so Jesus was fully human and fully God. He was born and raised by Mary and Joseph. But now in Jesus' ministry, he's been on the road and teaching about the kingdom of God and how we should live and forgiveness. He's been healing diseases and casting out sins. And Jesus knows exactly what is awaiting him in Jerusalem in about three chapters because it's mark 14 where he is betrayed it's mark 14 where he is beaten so jesus knows exactly what's going on and what's up ahead but he doesn't allow that to impact what god has ordained as a praise moment so even though he knows that some of the same crowd crying hosanna might be in the crowd in three chapters crying crucify him he, he still is obedient to the will of God and fulfilling the prophecy. He gets on that cult and ordains this praise moment. To be honest, I bet you for Jesus, just taking this moment between the miracles and Calvary gave him some breathing room. Say space. And, and when everything you're facing up ahead wants to crowd into your head and, and overwhelm your heart and your mind, it'll sometimes it want to disrupt your sleep and, and mess with your peace. Anybody ever had that? Sometimes you just need some breathing room that a carry-on bag can't get for you. But, but in this praise break on the road to Jerusalem, there's a moment of rejoicing in the promise of God that the kingdom of David is not lost, that the son of God and the savior is still coming. Sometimes we just need just like that moment to shower God with some appreciation and respect to remember our history with him so that when the trauma and the racism and the foolishness and family drama and homework assignments do and bills do too and everything else that wants to crowd up on us can just back up for a moment and let us breathe. I'm trying to say praise, praise will refocus and restore. See, because it invites the presence and the spirit of God into our right now. And when you fill up your right now and your head space with God, what it does is it pushes everything else a little outside and it gives you space. Somebody say space. And praise can, what it does is when you're rehearsing how good God has been and how you may be frustrated, but God has seen you for, he still loves you. He's still with you. He's still riding his donkey towards Jerusalem. It, it pushes back all of those things that want to press in on you and get you to think that you all by yourself, that God has forgotten, that just because you don't have the answers mean that God is no longer with you. No, no. If you will praise God and remember what God has done in the past, remember what God has promised you. Remember you that you serve a savior who died for you. Remember that the Holy Spirit is still walking with you whether you deserve it or not. And sometimes you just got to thank and appreciate God for that. And when you start praising God, I believe you, God. I'm trying. My, my faith may be faltering, but God, I'm trying to believe. It will create some space. Say space. It's, it's important. Praise creates some space between the earthly and the divine. It's, and, and, and it's right in the text. The disciples threw their clothes over the colt to put some space between the Savior and the donkey. 
Uh Then then without anybody telling them to do it, the text says the people began to throw their coats on the ground and, and cut down branches so they could throw them on the ground so that there was space between Christ and the earth. Are you with me? It was it's, it's the praise of the people in the form of their sacrifice coats and branches. It literally created space between the divine Jesus Christ, son of God, coming in the name of the Lord, Hosanna, and the regular old dirt road. Praise, their praise created space between the earth and the master, between the works of earth and the assignment of the master. Praise creates space. The, the works of earth, like, like seeing black lives still getting snuffed out and hearing folks feel bold enough to speak hatred and racism in our faces without getting the consequences that we would like to give them. Dealing with grief and loss over millions of lives lost over two years. Trying to manage depression and inflation and high gas prices and mass shootings. The stuff living on earth can get loud and noisy and heavy. But speaking what God said, reminding ourselves of when we felt hopeless before that God lifted us, praising the God who kept our ancestors and kept us from giving some folks what we think they deserve, thanking God that he spoke what he spoke over our lives is more important and more powerful than any negativity spoken by hateful folks. Thanking God for all that he's done, it creates space, pockets of peace that will preserve you enough to keep moving forward. Uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. So praise connects you with God's plan, and, 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 and that's good, but it'll also help detach you from the drag of the earthly and, and, and remind you that the divine intersects and interrupts and intertwines with the secular and the ordinary all the time. And when the divine intersects with the earthly, it changes the earthly to line up with the will of the divine. Praise is magnifying God. I'm wearing these glasses this morning because I can't see. The reason that we wear glasses is because we need stuff to be magnified. Now, you may need stuff in the distance magnified. You may need stuff in your book magnified. Either way, it is extremely important for those of us who wear glasses or contacts to experience magnification. Are you with me? But, but, but when we praise God, I'm going somewhere. We magnify what? God. We make God bigger in our mindsets. Make God bigger in your circumstances and make God bigger in your memory. See, praising God reminds you that as big as everything else around you seems right now, your diagnosis might seem big, your life change might seem big, your unfair circumstances might seem big, but, but until it seems like it's gonna swallow you up, but your God is bigger. So when you magnify your God with praise, praising God fills up your mind and your mouth and and your heart and your spirit and it pushes all the other things aside. Somebody in the house today needs to bless God because praise makes room. Somebody online needs a reminder that praise will create some space for you to breathe, some space for you to have peace, some space for you to remember that greater is he that is within you than he that is in 
praise and let it push some stuff away from you. We put all this effort to, into pushing stuff. You know, we're trying to push it and it don't move. Sometimes it don't your hands that needs to move it. It's your praise that needs to be loose so that the power of God can move some stuff out of your way, can move some stuff out of your circumstances, can bring walls down, can break chains and save souls and bring those wayward family members back into the fold. Somebody need to loose your praise and magnify your God so he can create some space around you and do what God can do. Just throw his weight around. Somebody said praise makes space. It just makes space. Wait a minute. There's one more thing. I'm just going to skip ahead because I, oh Jesus, but not only is praise important because it connects you. And not only is praise important because it creates some space. Somebody say space. That's just good. Ain't that good? Whoa, Jesus is good. But, but there's one more thing. Praise is important because it gives you something to take with you. Tell somebody you can't take it with you. You, you can take it with you. Now, now, now your, your praise is the one thing that you can always take with you. Right? Now, now you can, it's not the only thing. Okay? Now, we be saying it doesn't, it doesn't take all that. Yes, it does. If you haven't put that by now, yes, it does. It doesn't take only that. Now, there's more to it than praise. But praise is important. Are you with me? So, 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 praise you can always take with you. Listen, beloved, these folks cried, Hosanna. They threw down their coats and the branches. And when they picked up those coats after they had gone to Jerusalem, and, 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 and I'm sure afterwards when them coats got washed, because, you know, we'll wear something and throw it away. But back in them times, they would be used that. You better take that down to the river and wash it. We don't need that later. When they picked up those coats that they had thrown on the ground so that Jesus could ride praise into Jerusalem, they, they I bet you every time they washed that coat, they remembered that the weight of God had walked over what they were wearing on their backs. And they had something from that moment that they could take with them. Say, take it with you. Listen, listen, remember, some of these folks had probably never considered throwing down their own coats that they had paid for with their own coins on the ground before, right? And then I bet some of them hadn't considered just ripping off tree branches and then throwing them on the ground so that Jesus could get to Jerusalem. But when God is moving in your direction, it can spur you to do some things that you never thought of doing. Anybody a witness in the house who knows that then when, 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 when God through Christ started moving down that road to Jerusalem, riding on the coat, the prophesied plan of God, it made folks do some things that they never thought they would do. And, and God arranged a praise bake on the roadside of Jerusalem just so they could do something they'd never done before and have a moment that nobody could take from them. You, you see, saints, we, we look at folk who cry out and run around the building and they run to the altar and they bow down on their face to the floor. And sometimes folks say to themselves, it doesn't take all that. Oh, yes, it does. See, see, you don't know what they need some space from in order to breathe. You don't know how they need that connection to past, present, and future so they'll know they're not alone. You don't know what it is that they're trying to fight their way through, believe their way through, trust their way through, pray their way through. And sometimes you need something that you can take with you as you carry along life's journey up ahead. It takes all that and then some more. And, and, and it's crazy because 
Because these folks crying Hosanna, I told you, they, they might be, they, 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 they might be a little sketchy. Let's, let's just be honest. Because um, you know, there are three chapters now. We got some crucifying him. And there's a whole bunch of stuff that's going on. So, so this crowd will either have abandoned Christ or turned on him real shortly. But that doesn't stop Jesus, who knows that already, from allowing a praise moment that will give them something to hold on to. That when they've turned in the wrong direction, that when they've forsaken Jesus, when they may be running and hiding by the time Calvary rolls around like the disciples, they're going to be able to look at that coat that they picked up from the road when they said Hosanna, and they're not going to stay scattered, and they won't stay abandoned, and they won't stay crying Hosanna. They're going to make their way back into the fold. And sometimes praise will give you a little something to take with you that even if you wind up turning in the wrong direction even if you wind up making some bad choices even if you wind up going crawling in that bed again even though you said you won't go talk to him no more even when you go ahead and quit your job even though Christ told you my grace is sufficient hang on in there even when we make some bad decisions the praise that we have the track record that we have the thankfulness that we have about what God has already done we can just take it with us and so when we find our way like the prodigal son in a place we don't belong we can say what am I doing in this mess let me make my way back home to the father praise will give you something you can take with you and the, guess what you find out when you turn around to bring praise back with you God was with you all the time when you thought you were on your own when you made stupid choices when you cussed God and died like Job's wife said the Lord was walking right alongside you said I promised I was never going to leave you nor forsake you here you go dragging me into this stuff all over again but regardless of what we've been involved in we've got something in our history we've got praise we've got thanksgiving that we can take with us and bring with us back to Jesus Jesus I appreciate you Lord I love you Lord I know I turned on you but I'm back and I'm grateful God Lord I'm not gonna give up what you've spoken over me Lord I'm sorry but I believe that I'm the head and not the tail I believe that greater is in me than he that is in the world and when you start to praise and you bring back out that praise that's been you and keeping you even in your foolishness and your mess something miraculous happens the spirit of God will overcome you and all of a sudden the miraculousness of God will cleanse away your sins will pick you up and turn you around and place your feet on some solid ground now I don't know what you need to take away with you maybe you need to take away your coat maybe somebody needs to take away some extra strength maybe you need a little faith to keep going in the journey whatever it is that you need to take away i'm here to tell you on behalf of the lord jesus christ that if you will keep the word of god in your head if you will keep your memory of the track record that god has with you that the praise will be something that nobody can take away from you maybe you need to take away peace flowing like a river maybe you need to calm your weary and stressed out souls know what you need to take away maybe you need a little joy to combat the sorrows of life maybe you're taking away some blessed assurance that no matter what comes your way Jesus I said Jesus is gonna be with you I don't know what Jesus left for you on the road but I'm so glad Woo! I said I'm so glad that Jesus stopped by the roadside of my life and he gave me something to take with me from a praise moment that when the smoke cleared and the dust settled and I was 
table for you even in the presence of your enemy your cup runs over the Lord what, what are you taking away from your roadside encounter maybe it's the Lord is my light and my salvation whom shall I fear when the wicked came against me even to eat up my flesh the word of God says they stumbled I said they stumbled and they fell the traps they dug for me the Lord turned around and tripped them so they fell right into it Jesus Christ will reward will prefer will preserve he will keep us if we will keep our praise I'm done I'm done praise is so important that you may say You may wonder what, I don't know what your praise is. Maybe your praise is waving a tree branch or maybe it's waving your hands. I know Miss Claudia be waving her flag down here. You may wonder why they be doing that. It's praise. It's a memory of what Jesus Christ has done. I don't pretend that I get it all. Matter of fact, I'll tell you the truth. Me and Jesus, I've been a little salty with Jesus for, you know, a little while here. Because there is something that I have been praying about and I've been asking God for for years. And it's in the word of God. And he still hasn't, he ain't done nothing. And, and I was struggling. I'll share this transparent moment. I was struggling with, like, you know, I've, I've been in this. I'm old now. Sorry, medium. I'm medium. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not young, I'm not old, I'm medium. But I, I, you know, I've been, I've been trying to live for you, not to get stuff, but Lord, you, this is important to me, and you haven't come through, and I, I struggled with that. I know I'm not the only one who has struggled, and you, and you know what God did? He looked at Salty Kale, and he knew exactly what the problem was, and he reminded me, my grace is sufficient. And he reminded me that even though I didn't have all the answers that I was looking for, he given me plenty of answers about a lot of stuff, about how he had kept my family and how he had moved me to Charlotte when I ain't know nobody and now I got a whole family. And God reminded me to not lose my thanksgiving, my praise, and allow that to cloud out what he has done just because I didn't do what I want. Now I want to remind someone, I don't know who you are. I'm not in your business. There's someone into here today who needed the reminder that you may not have what you want yet. You may not have your answers. I'm not all up in your stuff. He didn't tell me. But God is still faithful. God still loves you. And God still cares. You are not forsaken. You are not forgotten. And you may be disappointed, but you don't be in despair. So if there is someone in the house today, see, praise, I hope you get it by now. Praise is so important. It's important to God, but it's also important for us. We need that. We need that connection. We, we need some breathing room. We need something to take with us when life gets in Calvary mode for us. 
Because sometimes it feels like life is throwing some stones at us to try and overwhelm us. But the word of God said, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that's higher than I. And, and, and so if you are here today and you need Christ in your life, if you need a church home, you need a community, the doors of the church are open. What does that mean, Ram Kelly? The doors are shut. It means that we, the church universal, the people of God, a bunch of imperfect people who've done some things and said some things and some of us still being rehabilitated from some former ways, we have been redeemed by Christ. And guess what? The weight is not all on us anymore. Hallelujah, God. Jesus Christ, if we will accept him, will come into your heart and your life. And, and guess what? You can say, I'm trying to get myself together for God. You can't get yourself together enough for God. Because every time I would do good, evil is ever before, ever before me. Anybody, you know you're not supposed to eat McDonald's. You need a salad. And there you are in the French fry line. Every time it's free Friday. You don't have to be perfect. You just have to accept what Christ did. He rode that donkey into Jerusalem. He took the spit and the scorn. He took beating. He took nails. He bled and died for you and for me. He did that for us. And if you are in this building today and you have not accepted that sacrifice, and you want to partake in the freedom that loving Jesus can give. You come on down this aisle. You come down to the altar right now. We will walk with you. If it's your time, somebody will walk with you. You not by yourself. Come on down here and give us your, your fist bump. And give God your heart. And let this be the moment that you really understand praise in your own life. If you're online, make sure to ch check in the chat box. Type in that salvation and someone from St. Paul will reach out to you within one day. Praise is important. Anybody learn that today? Praise is so important. It's not empty. It's not mindless. It's not a hype word. It's a ticket to freedom. It's a ticket to some peace and joy unspeakable. So if you need Christ today, we an imperfect people of St. Paul on behalf of our pastor, Dr. Robert Scott, invite you to join us and we're going to get better together. Amen. So this is your moment. Stand up right where you are. If you're in the house, if you're at home, type it in the chat box that you need salvation. It's time for you to have a family and we're willing to be that family. Crazy and all, flawed and all, Jesus still wants you and he still loves us. Is there one this morning? If there is one, if we all sure that we say, because, you know, we can wait. He'll keep playing. If there's one, this is your moment. If you're sure that you're sure that if you were to be gone today, that you would be going to glory with God, that Jesus would recognize you and bring you home, you can be seated. If you are not sure that if you were to die today, the way these people drive, say, stuff can happen. If something were to happen to you today, and you're not sure that you would wind up in heaven with Christ. And I need you to stand to your feet. Because we want to help you. Is there one? 
Thank God for a saved house. Come on and bless the Lord and give God the praise that he truly deserves. Amen. Come on, can we bless God this morning? Come on, what a powerful word. What a powerful word. Come on, can we bless God this morning? Can we bless God this morning for the word? For the word. I said bless God for the word this morning. Bless God for the word this morning. What a powerful word. While you remain standing, perhaps that's the one in here that you're looking for a church home. If you're looking for a church home, whether you're online, if you're online, put connect in the chat. Put connect in the chat. Our digital ministers will reach out to you. If you're in the house and you're looking for a church home, you're looking to connect with a ministry that's trying to do right by God. We're not perfect, but we're striving to do all that God will have us to do. If that's you, we invite you to meet us down here at this altar also. So we're not just looking for those that are saved. We're looking for those that are looking for a church home. If that's you, we welcome you. We ask you to meet us down here at this altar. We'll come and walk with you. If you raise your hand, you want somebody to walk with you, we'll come and walk with you right where you are. Or perhaps you're somebody who's fallen away from the faith. If you've fallen away, you strayed away, you know, you left. You thought you left God here at the church, but God was with you even in the midst of your struggle, even in the midst of what you was going through out there. You want to reconnect to the body of Christ. We welcome you. We invite you. Raise your hand. Meet us down here at this altar. We'll come. We'll meet you. I'll leave this pulpit. You raise your hand and I'll come to you and I'll walk with you. If that's you, we just want to connect with you. We want to make sure that you have all that God has for you. If that's you, we welcome you. Amen. Amen. Can we bless God this morning for our preacher this morning, Reverend Kelly Baptist. She is a praiser. And what she preached about, that's who she is. Amen. Amen. We're not going to belabor the moment. Uh, we're going to get ready to get out of here. Just remember those that are in our uh, on our prayer list, those that are experiencing bereavement, those that uh, are going through some trials right now. Uh, ask you a special prayer for uh, uh, Brother Alan Thomas, uh, the Lord is able. He's in the struggle right now for those who have been a faithful member of this church for years. Uh, we pray that God would uh, just be with him in the midst of what he's struggling with right now. Amen. Amen. Remember him on your prayer list this week. All right. All right. If all hearts and minds are clear, uh, we're going to go to the God in prayer as we begin to close out. Gracious Father, we thank you for our time of worship this morning. God, we thank you for the opportunity to praise you, God. But Lord, we don't take it for granted, God. Even in the midst of what we're going through, God, we're going to praise you. God, this week may not come out like, it, like we wanted to be, but God, we're going to praise you, God. Even in the midst of the backbite and everything else we go through, God, we're going to praise you, God. Help us to be mindful of the word that we got on this morning. Help us, God, to take it with us. Take it back in our struggle. Take it back with us in our job. Take it back in every situation we face, oh God. We pray, God, now as we leave this place, God, that you will guide our thoughts, guide our thoughts, guide our mind, that we may be focused in on you, God. Now unto him who is able to keep us from falling. He's able to keep us from falling. He's able to keep us from falling. Oh, Lord, we thank you right now for what you will do in our life. Now unto him be glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both now and forever. Amen. Amen. Show some love on your way out. You can have conversation outside once you leave the church door. God bless you. Have a great and safe week.